0: night one of camp kiwi and the bird a swift annihilation hello campers this is taylor aka the bird from kiwi and the bird and now let me just tell you kimi and i as well as our fellow director tm dalger have been so excited and pleased to start summer camp back up this year we know that camp kiwi has had a uh, bit of a rocky past but this year we are determined to provide you all with a safe environment. After all, we're now located at a new site in a forested area encircled by a quaint mountain range. We have 12 cabins positioned centrally around Sparkling Crystal Lake, and we have all sorts of activities prepped and ready for our campers, from horseback riding to archery to arts and crafts to kayaking, and well, you get the gist. We've welcomed 64 campers onto our grounds this week, and we can't wait to get to know you all. You've unpacked your belongings, settled in your cabins, met your new roommates, and many of you are prepping to showcase your talents at tonight's talent show, which is where our story begins. Beside the lake, under the burnished light of dusk, a campfire roars to life. Sparks sift and cluster in the wind as a majority of Kiwi campers gather around the flickering flames. Their hands reach for warmth, s'mores, and homemade Taylor Swift friendship bracelets as they wait for the talent show to begin. When the moon just begins to peek out from behind the mountains, at Jamie underscore Christine 13's Cornelia Augustine calls for the talent show to begin. The camp leaders start things off with an assortment of dances, all of which make the campers laugh around the fire. Just as at Denise Sherman 2480's mouse finishes with her cheesy act, and at Tabby's underscore book underscore adventures starts performing paranoid by the one and only Jonas Brothers. At Chelsea Derrico's M.K. Bowen excludes themselves from the excitement and starts to head off into the woods in search for the camp washrooms, the laughter and crackle of the bonfire slowly fading with the distance. Dried pine needles crunch underfoot, and the wind picks up, making M.K. Bowen untie their hoodie from their waist and put it on. First the arms, then the hood. M.K. Bowen trips over something, landing hard on the ground, on something. A body. M.K. instantly recognizes the one and only Wednesday Adams, laying lifelessly beside their newly cleaned guillotine. Shocked, thinking it must have been some sort of accident, M.K. scrambles backward, choking on a scream, only for their back to meet with something hard. M.K. turns around, and sees a shadow behind them. The shadow grabs MK, slips off their T-Swift friendship bracelet, and strangles MK with it. The deadly crime unseen in the darkness. Back at the campfire, just as at Mickey and Batman's Marie, does a disappearing act to the awe of the other campers, at Loki of Asgard 1217 and at Austin Vargo's Victoria, laugh as they watch and toast their homemade cookies. Chatting about their day jobs and hobbies. At Loki of Asgard 1217 winces and grabs at their stomach, feeling a sharp pain in their gut. Victoria grunts and clutches at their side, feeling the same ache. Together the two stand up from the campfire, stumbling with their sights swirling. A few of the other campers ask, what's wrong? But their questions go unheard. There's a sharp ringing in Loki and Victoria's ears as they stagger away from the fire and toward the lake. Unbeknownst to their fellow, admittedly confused campers, they don't make it far. The poison has set in. They collapse by the bushes and reeds near the lake, hidden by the foliage, and never rise again. Overhead, the sound of distant thunder claps the ears of the campers. They agree it's time to go to bed, curfew and all, and leave the campfire, letting the embers die out. At Tristan underscore Robinson underscores, Violet Soaringale walks alone back to cabin 12 and arrives safely. But the same cannot be said for at We Ship It podcast. As they tread back to cabin 5, they swear they can hear the ghostly echoes of Taylor Swift's haunted and the slick slice of an arrow cutting through the air and hitting a fleshy target. They turn and look at the woods just in time to see at Renly.may's scarlet costa slump to the ground. Before we ship it can raise their voice in an alarm, another arrow is released and hits its target perfectly. Meanwhile, in the next-door cabin, at one Fu falls quickly asleep to the sounds of the starting rain, safe and unharmed. In cabin four, at Amelia is reading Annalise also finds the weather to be soothing, and twiddles with their T-Swift friendship bracelet as they lay in bed, thinking about the day. But there's a sudden, sharp jolt in Annalise's wrists, and a burning in her veins, some sort of toxic searing that is reaching for their heart. Annalise stumbles out of their bunk, reaching for the old rotary dial phone attached to the wall, and falls to the ground, dead. Despite the calls for curfew, at sci underscore dragon underscores, Evelyn Holmes sits out on the porch of cabin three, watching as rain starts to overcome Camp Kewing the Bird, starting first near the lake, then the bonfire, and now the cabins. Evelyn thinks it would be very easy for something bad to happen at Camp Kewing the Bird, like it has in years past. It's so quiet here. The woods go so deep, and the lake is rarely still. Anything could happen to anyone, at any time. Eveline goes to take a sip from their homemade lemonade, only for another camper to step out and to tell them to come inside before they get cold. Eveline puts the homemade lemonade down, which had been poisoned, and walks into the cabin unhurt, having been saved. Nearby, at Jamie underscore Christine 13's Cornelia, arrives at cabin 9, and sees a nicely wrapped tray of cheesecake tarts on their doorstep, complete with a card from a camp counselor they had been admiring and flirting with throughout the day. Cornelia blushes and grins and takes the tarts inside, nibbling on a few. Little does Cornelia know that those tarts were their last meal. As they lay down in bed with a full stomach, they never wake again. The next morning, at worldly underscore writers Kaya struts into cabin nine, excited to wake up Cornelia, as they are entangled in a secret relationship. Kaya calls Cornelia's name and is confused when Cornelia doesn't answer. Kaya approaches their bunk, seeing Cornelia's body lying prone in the bed. Kaya tiptoes closer, dread a black thing in their heart, and sees Cornelia, stiff and lifeless. The person they cared most about was dead, and Kaya feels their heart shatter at the pain The shock, the trauma. Kaya screams and falls dead from a broken heart. Waking up the rest of the camp to their new reality. Camp queuing the bird isn't safe. And there are now camp killers on the loose. Now that there, campers, was uh, hard to read. We just can't believe that something like this would happen to our camp again. I am afraid we have lost. At We Ship It Podcast. At Chelsea Derrico. At Renly. At Austin Bargo. At Worldly underscore At Jamie underscore Christine 13. At K.M.myers, At Amelia is Reading. And at Loki of Asgard 1217. Now it's up to all of you to find out who committed these heinous acts. Voice your suspicions or concern in the group chat. You'll have until 4 p.m. mountain time to submit two votes as to who you think did these terrible things. We'll be posting a Google Form anonymous voting link in the description of both this episode as well as the group chat for your convenience. Whichever person has the most votes will be eliminated from Camp Kiwi and the Bird. If you have a role or any other special information, it's up to you to decide if you want to voice it. Afterward, we'll be sending out messages to our role players, where they'll have until 8 p.m. Mountain Time to decide what they want to do next. We will also be assigning the first Camp Ghost role, where an eliminated player will be able to be a part of the vote. Good luck, campers, and stay safe.